0: It's May 3rd, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Cotnor
0: Before we get started today, I wanted to remind folks that the DSR Daily Brief is expanding to include short weekend analysis and interviews for members of the DSR network. So become a member today to hear our first bonus brief, where I sat down with Dr. Katherine Shelstrom Elgin of the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments to discuss the war in Ukraine. Thanks to all of our members like Corinne from the UK and Hubert from Czechia for helping us make this happen. Our top story today, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Ukraine's decision last month not to welcome German President Frank-Walter Steinmeier stands in the way of him traveling to Kyiv. The Ukrainian government previously messaged to Steinmeier that he was unwelcome given his previous ties to Russia. In an interview yesterday, Scholz said that that's not an acceptable way to treat the president of a country that provides so much military assistance, so much financial assistance that is needed when it comes to security guarantees that are important for Ukraine in the future.
1: Mariupol's mayor's office told the U.S. that Russia has around four so-called filtration camps in and around Mariupol reportedly used for processing Ukrainian civilians before they are sent to Russia, according to the U.S. ambassador to the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe. A CNN investigation in April revealed that Russian forces and allied separatist soldiers were taking Mariupol residents to a so-called filtration center set up in Benzemin, where they were registered before being sent on to Russia, many against their will. Russia's defense ministry said that they have evacuated 1.1 million people from Ukraine, including nearly 200,000 children.
0: In an exclusive in Reuters, a Russian economy ministry document says that Russia may see its oil production fall by as much as 17% in 2022. If this report's predictions turn out to be accurate, Russian oil output may decline to between 433.8 million and 475.3 million tons in 2022, down from 524 million tons in 2021. That would be the lowest since 2003.
1: Russia has rerouted internet traffic in the occupied Ukrainian region of Kyrgyzstan through Russian communications infrastructure, the Internet Service Disruption Monitor netblock said on Monday. The move appeared aimed at tightening Moscow's grip on a region where it claims it has taken full control. Russia-appointed authorities in parts of Kyrgyzstan have said the region would also start using the Russian ruble on May 1st.
0: Politico received an initial draft opinion written by U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, revealing that the court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. A person familiar with the court's deliberations said that four of the other Republican appointed justices Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett had voted with Alito in the conference held among the justices, after hearing oral arguments in December, and that lineup remains unchanged as of this week. The source of the leaked opinion, which is unprecedented, remains unknown. The final ruling is not expected until June or July, and votes and the ultimate decision can shift significantly before then.
1: Authorities in Beijing on Monday said that they had reopened a mass coronavirus isolation center, the latest in a raft of measures to try to stave off a citywide lockdown. While Beijing has recorded only 400 cases since April 22nd, the move to start using the center appears to be aimed at avoiding the fate of Shanghai, which is still under lockdown. So far, the scale of the outbreak appears to be limited. On Monday, officials announced 50 new cases, down from 59 reported on Sunday.
0: The leaders of Japan and Thailand announced a new defense agreement on Monday, as well as plans to upgrade their economic relations, as Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida wrapped up the last leg of a three-nation tour of Southeast Asia. The agreement would facilitate the transfer of defense hardware and technology from Japan to Thailand, which has one of the region's biggest and most equipped armies and a long history of ties with the United States military.
1: United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called on rich countries to increase their investments in African nations as the continent recovers from the COVID-19 pandemic and is impacted by the war in Ukraine. Quote, this war is aggravating a triple crisis, food, energy, and financial for the region and well beyond, Guterres said. He also called for reform in the global financial system, calling it morally bankrupt and saying that every available mechanism needs to be used to benefit developing and middle-income countries, especially in Africa.
0: Apple faces a possible hefty fine and may have to open its mobile payment system to competitors after EU antitrust regulators charged the iPhone maker with restricting rivals' access to its technology used for mobile wallets. The European Commission said on Monday it had sent a charge sheet known as a statement of objections to Apple, detailing how the company had abused its dominant position in markets for mobile wallets on iOS devices. Apple, which could face a fine of up to 10% of its global turnover, Or $36.6 billion, based on its revenue last year, said it would continue to engage with the Commission. There's a lot of work to be done around antitrust and big tech, but America needs to step up to do it. We can't outsource the regulation of our tech companies abroad, because we might not mind what Europe has to say about antitrust regulations, but we don't want a Chinese or Russian definition of privacy to become the standard. Early in President Biden's term, there was a discussion of bringing together a group of liberal democracies around technology issues to help reinforce norms, and there is no better time than the present.
1: Who will rid me of this troublesome priest was likely what someone said last night after it was discovered that an intruder posing as a priest reportedly spent the night at the barracks of troops who guard Queen Elizabeth II at Windsor Castle. The Sun newspaper reported that the man was admitted to Victoria Barracks last week after claiming to be a friend of the battalion's padre. It said he spent the evening eating and drinking with senior officials before being offered a bed for the night, despite showing no identification or credentials. Police were summoned the following morning and the man was removed. He was not arrested.
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at the Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus briefs over the weekend. So go to the dsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to Next in Foreign Policy today where Zoe and I spoke to Jesse Kate Shingler about lunar policy, and tune into Deep State Radio this evening to hear David Rothkoff, Rosa Brooks, Ed Luce, and Tom Nichols talk about the war in Ukraine. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.